Really appreciate your time if you're listening in London at 980 CFPL and Hamilton at 900 CHML. Or in the Big Smoke at 640 Toronto. It's great to have you with us as always. Now, I was born uh, in the city of Toronto, and I've called Toronto home for many, much of my life. In fact, I've moved around to other cities. I've lived in Europe, and I've lived uh, across Canada in BC. I've lived in several places in Ontario. Radio, t- radio takes you quite far. I, and I can say that I think this city is not the same. I used to say Toronto was a really safe city. It was a city of neighborhoods. We always had, you know, uh, people that were in um, distress, as any big city does, people that were experiencing homelessness, but never to, never to the level that we are now. And so yesterday, our premier, Doug Ford, and Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow got together to discuss the, the city's financial woes, and we know that they are complex and they are numerous. And they also announced a working group to address them. Afterwards, they held a a bit of a press conference, and there was a question and answer period. Our mayor, Olivia Chow, had this to say at that press conference. I reject that whole notion that the city uh, is in decline. It needs help. We need the provincial and the federal government helping us, but uh, we need the citizens chipping in. Uh, which they're doing, they're volunteering, they are working hard. But uh, I reject the premise that uh, we are in serious decline. She may reject the premise. However, our next guest brought it up in an open letter to the mayor and city councillors. It was called A Cry for Toronto, and it was um, he bought it, took out a full page in the National Post over the weekend. Tom Caldwell, chairman of Cald- Caldwell Investment Management, joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Uh, Tom, look at it worked. You've got the mayor's attention. Can you walk us through the moment that you decided, uh, that's a straw that that's broken this camel's back. I'm penning a letter and I'm going to invest my own money into um, really uh, expressing to the mayor and the council enough's enough. Well, Kelly, first off, let me address her comment. Politicians say what they think people want to hear and gullible people believe it. You know, that's not the case. The city is in decline, as you even alluded to yourself. But was there a moment, uh, an epiphany? Oh, I got to say, well, it it happened in a week when I turned 80 years of age. I still go to work every day. Uh, I love what I do and I enjoy who I do it with. And I'm still, you know, I'm a big fan of Toronto. But as you said, it's not the same. So I turned 80 and and I just capsulized a few events in the two weeks surrounding my birthday, Uh, whether it be being assaulted in the streets whether it be the screamers on the subway, whether it nearly being zinged by bicyclists and, and scooters on the sidewalk, it's changed. It's not safe. It's not safe driving. It's not safe in the subway. It's not safe walking on the sidewalks. And, you know, we can have all the street festivals we want. And yes, they're fun. That's great. It brings out the best in people. But that is not the point. The point is a city, a town, has certain parameters. It's got to be safe. You've got to be able to get to and from work. You want to go shopping. You want to go out in the evenings. And those are breaking down. And they're breaking down because I believe city council and indeed Mayor Chow. And, and listen, I understand uh, Doug Ford also said that she's only been mayor for six weeks, but she's been city council for decades. She's part of this problem. And, and I really felt I had to say something. What stunned me is the incredible response I've got right across the city. I mean, hundreds of emails and letters. 
uh, phone calls. It's it was really quite surprising. And and uh, as I say, I just it, it was fine. It was it centered around my birthday thing. You know, this is not the city I grew up in. And and, and we're not going to go back to where it was when I grew up in. You know, in my day to you know stay out until the streetlights come on. So I understand that. But I think the government of our city, our city councils, they have to start to look at and consider and listen to the people who work in Toronto and make this a great city and pay their freight. And we're, we're on to so many special issues, special causes, and they're valid. Don't get me wrong. I work with people who had substance abuse for years, but they've got to start listening to and thinking about the people who live and build this city. That we're, was my really my point. We're speaking with Tom Caldwell, who uh, took out an open page or one page uh, in the National Post and put together an open letter called Cry for Toronto over the weekend. May have got your attention. You may have read it. You may not have, but you still can. Uh, it is online, and I would urge you to take a read. Tom, do you think that the pandemic is a convenient scapegoat for uh, people running the city of Toronto that are supposed to be making decisions when, you know, you point to some of the things that have gone awry as of late? You know, uh, people screaming at people on the TTC, people mowing people down with scooters almost. Well, I think, Kelly, you're absolutely right. It is a convenient scapegoat. And yes, the pandemic has, or the shutdown in the pandemic has had a ripple effect. But it goes beyond this. It goes to lack of considering the needs of a city. Uh, everybody's got the, the ideologue is someone who has an opinion and believe everybody else should live according to their opinions. And that's what we have at city council. All of these people have their preconceived notions of how they want to change the city. We've had a good city. They're not making it better. Uh, one of the, I'll read the second paragraph uh, in your letter. In a time that I've been assaulted in broad daylight, both verbally and physically, by street people, I assume for the arrogance of wearing a suit and tie. Some people I've heard have taken exception to that, and they're like, oh, great. All of a sudden, there's some rich guy that now says the city's unsafe, so we should be ringing the alarm. What do you say to that, Tom? Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. You're entitled to your opinion. Everybody is, but their opinion should be based upon facts. And don't shoot the messenger. Try to get the message. Listen, I didn't grow up some old, white, rich guy. I, I grew up in the West End of Toronto. I had to work my way through school. My dad died when I was 13. Uh, you know, nobody gave me anything. And if you live long enough and you work hard enough, you'll probably do reasonably well. So I have been blessed in this city, and it, it is incumbent upon me to use some of those blessings to try to speak out for the common good. And that's all I'm doing. And listen, I've got lots of attacks. I've been told a misogynist, racist, everything. I getting all this stuff. Right. But Does that, that shock you, know, you? Is that part of how Toronto's changed? Well, it is. There are a lot of mean-spirited people. I could stand in the corner and give away money and people would find something wrong. with. Not, not that I plan to do that, but people would find something wrong. If with you it. tell me, which corner would it be? <laughs> I haven't decided that. I don't have enough money to do that yet. Okay. But, but my, my point is people will find ways to attack the messenger. That's what sure. we do in our society now. We don't attack ideas. We attack the people. Right. It gets personal. Absolutely. So is that a city problem or is that a problem of, you know, society in general when we talk about, well, you know, I, we're I all screaming on different methods of broadcasting where we all have our, well, we've all taken out full pages in the National Post, although it's on our Twitter feed. Well, I think I think it's a broader problem, but mm -hmm. Toronto's problems are, they're not unique to Toronto. I, I was laughing about the film festival, uh, you know, Toronto, we're Hollywood North. No, no, we're not Hollywood North. We're San Francisco North. It's quite different. And that's what we're missing. So we do have 
the problems of every major wait, city. Wait, wait, I got I I'm not catching your San Francisco North reference. I, I like to go back. I'm, maybe I'm obtuse here. San Francisco here. is a complete sewer. It's a mess. It's coming <laughs> apart at the okay. scene. Everybody knows that in so, California. It's okay. A, it's, a, it's a failed city. You weren't really talking about the industry. No, 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 no. Right. I'm, I'm just saying we, we like to pat ourselves on the back and say how great we are and, and that we have these great festivals and the TIFF and everything else. But the point is we're falling behind mm-hmm. big time. And if our mayor doesn't see it, that too is scary. But her credentials have been established over 20 years. And again, living in government housing, etc. cetera. Um, we know exactly where she's coming from. All I'm saying to people, would you people in government in the city of Toronto start to wake up and consider the needs of a major city instead of your hobby horses of what we're going to do, whether it be your war on cars, because some of us don't drive to work because, you know, it's harder. I ride the subway normally. Uh, right. And that, that, too, is like a jungle. Um, I mean, I, there was a young lady in our office. She said, I have my keys in my hand so the keys stick out so I can defend myself. I said, you're going to last two seconds in a fight. You know, and that's how people are. Our staff, are con- the female staff particularly, are very concerned coming to work every single day. That's wrong. And we got to sort that nonsense. And I love that line. I think it's in the ad. If you see something, say something. To who? The woman sitting next to me? I mean, that's not going to solve Yeah, the you can't find anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely not. So everybody thinks that talking is going to do it. All I'm trying to do, I'm not running for public office. I could, you know, I, as I say, I'm 80. I'm going to be dead in a couple of years. It's not my problem. But what I am saying is we got to try to think about, we got to think like grown-ups instead of people who have their hobby horses of how the city should look in their minds. Okay, uh, so you're an 80-year-old. You're a grown-up. You've been through a lot. You've got quite the uh, the pedigree here, past chairman of the Canadian Securities Exchange, former governor of Toronto Stock Exchange. You're a smart man. Where do we start? Well, I think it starts with government. I mean, sooner or later, we need grown-ups running office, running in, running for public office. And I don't know why anybody would, frankly, but the people that are there now have got to change how they think. What the people, what the real people who contribute to the city, go to work every day, pay taxes, have built Toronto to a, 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 what was a great city, and they say, what are the needs of people, whether it be commuting to work and, or coordinating construction, for example. It's a nightmare. People are shouting at everybody. I had a guy shouting at me the other day because uh, he thought I sprayed him with my washing my windshield wipers, which wasn't even me. It was a car ahead of me. Right. He's out of his car banging. So people have got short-tempered. It's reflected in the mood of the citizenry. Every, people are not happy. They're not comfortable. They're not comfortable coming downtown. These buildings downtown are not going to be getting back to occupancy. And it isn't COVID. It's too darn hard and too darn dangerous to come to work. Tom, I want to thank you for your time. And I, uh, I know you thank said you're you, 80 Ellen. and you're not going to be around for much longer, but I wish you more time. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out. That's All, right. topic. All the best. Thank you, Kelly. All right. You have a great day. Tom Caldwell is chairman of Caldwell Investment Management.